Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball's Mavs Party. Thank goodness the Dallas Mavericks finally beat the New York Knicks, which I don't feel has happened since the Reagan administration, uh, following a really kind of ugly first half where the Mavericks looked, I don't know, how the Mavericks have looked for a significant portion of this season. They came out and kicked the shit out of the Knicks in the third quarter, led by uh, Tim Hardaway uh, catching fire from three for the first time since I can remember. Feels like that might have been his best quarter of basketball since like game three against the Clippers when he was shooting like those first three games. We shot like a billion percent. Um, well, I had a lot of fun though. It was, it was nice to just watch. Luca played under 30 minutes as I don't remember the last time that happened. Um, and what else do we have going? Yeah. Why don't you guys. Why don't you guys come on up here and we will uh we'll talk about the game. Well and then we'll get on with our Saturday afternoon. We hopefully don't have too much to uh to talk about here. All right, coming up first we have um Jordan. Jordan, it's a daytime appearance from you. Congratulations. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, not much. Uh I just wanna say that I went to the bathroom during the third quarter. Um and I came back and I was like it, it was kind of the reverse of I don't know if you've seen that community meme where like Troy comes back in and like everything's oh, yeah. on fire. It was like the opposite of that. It was, it was weird. <laughs> so uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I would say that even in the best uh, shooting game that we've had almost ever, um, Reggie Bullock still airballed three of them. So that was fun to watch. So uh, I'm still worried about Reggie, even though it's December, he's still yeah, well, I mean, so so the Reg thing's interesting. Historically, he he warms up in December. Last year, he didn't warm up till end of January. Um, so it's it's, I'm just I'm he did hit some threes, so that that was nice. Uh, but then again, who didn't hit a three on the Mavericks? Apparently, I mean, I don't know. It was it, it's hard to really know what to take away from this game because had the Mavericks lost, I sort of feel like this was a coaching referendum on either team. Like like Dibs should probably be gone from New York. He's a mess. Um, and if the Mavericks came out looking lethargic again, I think that would have been kind of, okay, at what point do we start having an actual conversation regarding what did we do here from, or what do you do here from, from Jason Kidd? Uh, but they hit shots and hitting shots is nice. So, all right, let me yeah. see here. What else do you got for us? Oh, I was just going to say that I do uh, think that we didn't learn very much. I still feel like we did make all the same mistakes. The defense still looks really bad, even though the Knicks didn't make us pay. They um, tightened up in the third. They looked, they did look more connected when they're hitting shots, and that sort yeah, of thing when they're hitting to drive shots, a coach yeah. crazy. Yeah, and because if they would just defend, then it would help on the offensive end. Because yeah. then they're not going against a set defense. Right. Um, and it's I I am really worried. We we had a little mini uh, DM exchange about Dorian. I'm really worried about his defense because um, he has really looked uninterested. And I've been, you know, Dorian's biggest fan. And I'm just really confused what's going on with him just really playing lazy defense. And so that's really frustrating and worrying. Yeah. One, so I probably shouldn't be complaining. Yeah. I probably shouldn't be complaining and win. Yeah. It's very rough. But he did. He did have that really great rebound um, where it was like four Knicks and yeah. he out-rebounded all of them. And then he had a few uh, defensive plays in the third. But 
man, at the beginning of the game, it was like I was like, are we in this again? But yeah, I probably shouldn't be complaining. So we should probably have somebody who uh, no, is a little bit more excited after. They've this. lost so many ugly games where it's just like sometimes you don't know what to do when they actually have a nice performance. To where it's like, okay, well, did they fix any of their problems? And the answer is no. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's okay. True. I will say I was happy with right. the Hardy minutes. So That's shout right. out to him. Yeah, yeah, and we might have had more. I, you know, somebody sent me this message where it's just like, if we want to criticize, criticize kids coaching, it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing running plays where Frank Nilakina is taking sweeping hook shots from the baseline? Um, <laughs> but Frank, you know, but but Hardy did get some some points, uh, which was nice. And he was a good that passer. Uh, Theo didn't make any yeah. of them, but he was a good passer. Well, the, the Hardy thing is so fascinating to me because, like, look, I've been to games. I've watched him play live six times now. Uh, I, I, six is still not an adequate thing to get a good feel for somebody's game, but – I will say that, like, I like seeing him play in the NBA because it's a good comparison point. Even if he's playing, like, end of bench guys, they're still better than G League guys. And one thing you notice is that he does not have as much room to shoot, full stop. Because NBA guys are bigger, they close the gap better. But he still took good shots. He didn't do anything that drove me nuts. Uh, he He's strong. He's still very lean. It's going to take him a while to muscle up. But I liked I liked seeing him. He didn't do anything that drove me nuts. And that's about all I can ask for. Like, I'm not, a, I don't want him to go out there. I don't expect him to go out there and pour in buckets. But if he's going to play 10 minutes, and I don't even know how many shot attempts he had, I like the kind of shots he got. They didn't feel forced. And that's, At that's all. about all I can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, I was really pleasantly surprised with his minutes. Um, and I was yeah. someone who was high on Hardy, uh, especially for the Mavs uh, before the draft. So, yeah. Anyway, right. I'll let other people talk, but I sure. just wanted to hop on since it's actually not you know, two o'clock in the morning or that's right. later. That's right. All right. Talk soon, buddy. Um, Chris in the chat uh, asked, did Josh Green do anything? Not really. Nothing bad though, either. You know, everybody had, you know, interesting. He, he attacked the basket real well. Um, I, I thought he missed two opportunities is dunk the shit out of the ball and instead went to like loopy layups. But, you know, that's a minor criticism in the, in the, the bigger picture, I, I his defense is still up there. I, I'm liking what I see. He fouls too much. Somebody pointed that out to me, and now I can't unsee it. But I don't. I didn't really have any have any issues with with Josh Green today. Really, you know, just a performance you can walk away from. I'm gonna be happy about. All right, let's uh, let's go. To, oh, Chris, there you are in the chat. You're probably asking us, "How you doing, Chris? Welcome to the show." Pull out from the chat, and then there's the mute button on the bottom when you're on the main main screen. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? I can. I can. Thanks for joining. I, uh, I'm at work just sitting here. I'm off in 30 minutes. But uh, I didn't watch the game because I thought it was going to be another another, uh, another loss. But I'm glad that Tim Hardaway is finally getting into his groove. But, I mean, when are we going to get some more or anything from uh, Bullock? I mean, he's just starting to be a broken record with Bullock, man. Well, it's it's – we're getting oh, a little it's, bit of it's, feedback in here. We're getting a little bit of feedback in here. Do you mute what I'm talking? Sorry. Sorry. All right. Is that better? Is that better? Let me see. Let me see. No, it's, no, it's a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. Could you hit the? Could you hit mute button? It's down there next to speaker request when you're on the main page. Sorry, it's just a feedback thing. Um, Bullock, I think, is similar to to Timmy in that they're just gonna make him play through it. Now, is it the difference between 20 minutes and 30 minutes some games? I hope so. Uh, I, there's enough minutes for Tim, Josh, and and um, 
uh, Bullock to go around, in my opinion. All right, and I have I had another question. Uh, what do you really feel like with the um, uh, what's his name? The the new addition that we got. They said his knees are are not good at all. That's not a good sign. Do you think he'll even play? Uh, Kimba Walker, do you think he'll play any uh, meaningful minutes next week? Or do you think he's just here for a chill? That's a very good question, Chris. I think he will play meaningful minutes until he can't. Now, we're not talking a ton. The Mavericks need like 15 a game. The question for me is, can Kimba give you 40-plus games? And that, I think the answer to that is no. The Knicks had to shut him down. If you go look at game logs, he actually played quite well once he got into the to the groove with the Knicks last year, started the season, and then things just went totally sideways. He was only playing about 20, 25 minutes, which is more than he'll play in Dallas. But I, whatever pain was going on with his knees was drastically affecting his game. So pain management is really difficult to predict because everybody's different. And, and if you can play through the pain, sure. But this is something with him that's not getting not getting any better. So I'm wondering if it's just sort of a, a stopgap measure until the Mavericks can try to find to do something different. He is a heck of a player when he's on, though. Uh, he's he's a much like I've I've been arguing with my friend Dwight um, on Twitter about this for like two weeks. But you know, Drogic plays a lot, but Drogic is 36 and older. Uh, but Kemba has much higher highs than Drogic. That's kind of hard to argue. So. All right, and I have one last thing, and I'll let somebody go. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed when Dinwiddie is playing, I feel like he they're using him the wrong the wrong way. Like I feel like it's like he should be in the role he was last year because to me, he is not a true point guard at all. And even when he's playing point guard, he has trouble getting others involved. And to me, it's just it's atrocious when he's playing point guard. I think there's something to that in that when he's hitting 50% of his threes and attacking well off drives, we don't really care. But if he's not, if he's short, if he's, you know, missing open passes, it's pretty frustrating. But this is sort of, this, this was the, the whole thing when Brunson left. Like, how did that, how did that happen? You know? Well, thank you for joining, Chris. Hope you, uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day once you get off work. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks, man. Have a good day. All right. All right. Love it. Calling in when you're at work. That's dedication. Micah, what's up, buddy? Give Micah one second to figure out the mute. What's going on, Kirk? Can you hear me? I can. Welcome back. Man, uh, this is wild, man. Because um, I had to leave my – like, I'm re-watching that half because I had to leave my house um, to run an errand real quick and – before I was about to head back home, I looked at my phone and I was like, holy crap, what happened? <laughs> it, was, it was the kind of game where I didn't even notice Lucas scoring 19 in the third quarter because I was so focused on watching what Hardaway was doing. And it was it was right. nuts. It was fun. Right. It, yeah. It's nice for these to be fun every now and then instead of a chore. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, it's just. I basically see, like, I thought it was funny. Uh, Josh put it up and, and on, a, on a graphic where it says, did the Mavs ball players hit their open shots that Luca gave them? Yes, they look like total contenders. No, they look like a lottery team. That's <laughs> so, all it is. 
It's crazy. I mean, it, it, it is. It, I, that's always going to be a problem um, at the end of the day is like, hey, I'm, I'm glad it's a win, but it's, it's, you still got to accept the fact that our offense outside of Luka is so one-dimensional to where, like, these, like it, sometimes it looks like you're watching 50s basketball when all they do is swing it around the perimeter. Or, or somebody like, like Spencer just dribbling the crap out of it. There's no – there's very little action. There's very little, like, set plays. It's it's a read and react right. offense where only one person on the floor seems capable of reading and reacting. I, I don't I don't like it. They need to have – if Luca's not in the game, I really think they need to be running more set plays. Right, right. It, it, um, it's it's just it's hard to run set sets with people that are just so limited as far as what they can do. And I think, like, is what happens is I've always said the worst thing you can have on a roster is redundancy, and like because you become so predictable of what how everything is going to run and um. Is having one of these three and D guys great to have on your on your team? Absolutely, you need one to win. Is having six or seven of them a good idea? Absolutely not. Well, so, it's, I think we need as many as we can get. But the problem is, none of these guys have any sort of off. Like we're not talking like full on, like like Paul George level stuff. But it feels how comfortable are you? Like, go through the list of Mavericks on the team. When anyone puts the ball on the floor, I get comfortable when – I'm comfortable when Luca does it, when Spencer does it, when Josh uh, Green does it. And then after that, it's a it's a oh-no feeling. When oh, Kenny no. Marbles. Right, right. Hey, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, I didn't get the chance – like, I'm on Hoop uh, Spaces a lot, and um, – Listening to a Nets fan after uh, we lost the, to Detroit, and she is saying, "Well, I don't know. I don't watch that many Mavericks games." I was like, "Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do." The the only difference is when you're watching Mavericks games, they're wearing black and white uniforms. <laughs> because it's it's so crazy, like and. When like the more and more I think about it, our team is built like identical to theirs in so many forms and fashions, and pretty much got the same outcomes and records and all of that. Like if you go top to like, it's pretty much a generational superstar. A sometimes, maybe, may or may not go off and got this good defensive player, but not going to give you much and anything else. And the rest is three point specialist. It's crazy, but yeah. Well, thanks for hopping in again. Oh yeah. Anytime, Kurt. All right. Hope to see you next game. Monday night. Talk soon. All right. Let's go next with Adrian. Welcome, Adrian. How you doing? 
Hi, what's going on? Can you hear me well? well I can. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for bringing me back. Okay, um, so what, what did I want to say? So firstly, at halftime, I was really sure this was going to be a Mavs therapy um, call. Like, that first half was embarrassing, including Luca. Um, it was it was really, really hard to watch. I don't know. At times, like, th- this game sometimes, they're, they're joyless to watch, you know? You're supposed yep. to be watching something fun, especially when you have Luca, and all you see is, like, people, you know, guys uh, breaking, breaking shots. But um, good to see Hardaway at least, you know, finding his his groove. It's not just the fact that he's making shots, but even when he misses, it's not you know as badly as it used to be up until you know two games ago. So that's that's really promising. Um, about Green, I'm not. I don't fully agree with with everyone here. I mean, with some of you guys here, I think he's playing really well. Okay, he's not Scotty Pippen by any means, yeah, but like. So at times, it seems like he's the only guy who actually gives a shit, you know? Oh, no, like it's his whole... energy level is always high, and that is – they need that this year. I think sometimes it works against him, but there are just games where they look like they are disinterested. Exactly. Even and, – and look at the first one at times. Like, in the first half, how many times did we see him – give up on defense after a turnover. I mean, that's becoming a, a Luca, Luca special by now. But anyway, like we cannot complain much much about him. Uh, one thing I've noticed about Luca, let me know if you, you agree. Like, for some reason, he seems to have stopped uh, shooting floaters. I, I remember Luca in year one, year two, he was a a floater god, and suddenly he's not using that, that shot anymore. I don't know if it's because he pre- prefers to, you know, just bully people down in the post, but I don't know. I... I thought that was a very effective part of his game. That would be my guess because he picks up more foul, like he draws more fouls that way. Um, I also think it's a matter of what teams will give to him because I think given enough time, uh, you will see teams eventually try to stop him from getting the rim where he's had games like that, where he shoots a lot of mid range stuff. You know, maybe he'll go back to it. Every time Luca, like Luca goes away from things for really long stretches and then he just whips moves back out. Like, he has every every move in the repertoire. So, we'll see with him. But I do remember early in his rookie year where he would get a lot of floaters up past people, like that eight-foot range where he just kind of throws it up. But now he just does so many post moves where he just he, he gets down, he backs people down, and there's drop steps and up and unders and that sort of thing where he doesn't really need to. Yeah, that's right. And I agree with, with what you said. Uh, it was crazy to see Luca go from, I think it was 10, 11 points to, to 30. <laughs> was, it happened in, in the blink of an eye, yeah? Just uh, while Hardaway was, uh, you know, making all, all those threes. So, that's right. yeah, hopefully uh, we can start a, a streak. I'm not very optimistic. Oh, yeah. Have because... you looked at who they play next? Because the streak I don't think is coming. Yeah, we're playing the Suns on Monday, aren't we? Suns, Denver, Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Well, no, it's tough, man. NBA's a beast. All right, well, these are the kind of games when, when Lukash was up. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Bye. All right, bye. Let's see here. Who we got? My man, Drew. Welcome back, Drew. What's up? Sir, well, I leave the country and everything goes to hell. Sure, and yeah. now you're back and they win. I like yeah, this. Yeah, I, I just spent uh, 10 days in the Caribbean on a boat, and I got back this morning, and there we go. You know, so maybe that's a good sign. I, I don't know, but I look back at some of the games and stuff like that, and it was just like, man, I, I just, you know, it's uh, it's insane. And uh, I just got a couple of things. One thing is, is we still didn't win a game 
that uh, Luke hasn't scored 30 points because he got that 30 points. That's point true. In the third quarter. Yeah, I, I saw that stat the other day. And I wanted to ask, Christian Wood didn't play. I didn't hear. What, what's, what's the deal there? Uh, he was sick, and it was the second game in a row he uh, showed up on the injury report, only he played against Detroit and did not play against the Knicks. So makes me yeah, wonder. He's 10 if of 13 against Detroit. What's yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, well. That Detroit game was horrendous. It was that- okay. I didn't see it, so I, I know we lost in overtime on Mason. How do you lose to Detroit? I mean, what- oh, we got outboarded by like thirty. It was awful. And look, he can put up a forty-point triple double, you know, and still couldn't. Yeah, couldn't win. yeah, that's uh, uh, that's insane. But you know, Tim Hardaway all of a sudden is a little bit rejuvenated. I, I guess I'm still not quite a fan. I just wish he would learn. To you know, he's great when he's on, but I've just learned that when he's off, maybe not still shoot twenty, you know, fifteen bad shots. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, to give somebody else a chance, maybe might be on, but you know, but it is what it is. But uh, it's I still can't figure this type of team out. I've been kind of beating my head up against the wall trying to figure this team. Well, out. you know, I not to I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but. I feel the way I feel about Hardaway right now is the way we started to feel about Christoph Porzingis in the sense of his contract is such an albatross. Mm-hmm. It really is, relatively is. speaking. And I can't help but wonder that, therefore, I, I've said this in lots of shows. I think they're showcasing him to try to figure out something, only he's really only played good for two games now. So, what are you trying to show? You know, he was, he had a horrendous shooting streak. I, I said this oh, earlier. Yeah. Where he yeah. basically shot well against the Clippers in game three. The Mavs lost that game, 2021 playoffs, and then didn't play good again for a year and a half. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Um, no, he was like shooting 20% or some shit like that. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was horrendous. Yeah. No, I, I know. But like you say, that's the only thing that makes sense to me, like you say, is maybe showcasing him for a trade. Because we're going to need a we're gonna need a trade at some point to, to shake things up, I'm afraid. Yeah, well, thanks for coming in, Drew. All right, thanks, Kirk. Appreciate it. I want to go to the Caribbean Islands for for ten days. That sounds great. Hezron, welcome to the show. Oh, Kirk, you know you wake up at four thirty in the morning. I'm in Sydney, Australia. You wake up at four thirty in the morning. You watch that first half. You think, "What the hell have I done wrong?" <laughs> then you watch the second half. Uh, a lot of fun. Like you said at the beginning, it was a lot of fun in that third quarter. Uh, great to see the boys lock in defensively. Uh, that, uh, seeing the first half, it was just really poor poor energy, and then seeing the boys lock in, uh, it made it worthwhile. Is it beer o'clock? No. It's 7.30 at the moment, but uh, you know what? It, it feels good to actually get a win, especially in New York. Um, maybe the KP curse is over. It just feels good to get a win, man. Now, I hear you say you're in Australia. Yes, sir. Okay, you're, you're, 2% of my downloads come from Australia. And every time the Australian folks come on the show, it's a big hit because y'all have a wonderful tendency of cutting through all the bullshit and saying the truth. And I'm a huge fan of this. Well, I hope you do treat yourself to a beer at some point today then because I think we've earned it. Most definitely, most definitely. Just uh, just a couple of things. It, it was good to see Luca actually get, the, you know, get that stat line in you know, less than 30 minutes. And it didn't even seem like a, a drain or anything like that. It seemed like it just came naturally. And obviously, hitting shots is a massive thing. And Spence getting, you know, even his stat line, 17, 9, and 9. I was like, what the hell? Where did these assists come amazing. from? That's amazing. Where the hell? Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. 
And uh, I mean, it comes down to it. I just wanted to ask, like, do you feel at this point, look, I'm loving what Spencer's doing in the starting lineup, and slowly him and T- Timmy would probably start figuring things out. But uh, do you feel that uh, maybe we look at shifting Spence to the bench back in that six-man role? Look, he's killing it. And whether someone else offers something else, like defensively, like what are your thoughts going ahead and stuff like that? The lineup stuff is really weird to me. It's really something. I, I don't have good feel for it because I also get mad at some of the stuff kids trying where it's like we have a Davis Bertons at center lineup. What is happening there? Um, I, I guess it's just to kind of throw shit against the wall portion of the season and hope something sticks. I, you know, Spencer does get to lead the bench unit in the second, in the second quarter after mm-hmm. Lucas steps out. I just, I, I tend to agree. Our very first caller, Jordan popped up on stage. Like I, or maybe it was, it was one of the first few callers noted that he doesn't think that, that Hardaway, or I'm sorry, that Spencer's like really a true point guard. I just agree. He's a scoring guard that he gets assists is like, it's nice, but I feel like he sort of passes as a measure of resort versus running running an offense. But that also might be kind of this a criticism of how I feel about the offense, where it's like if Luca's off the floor, they tend to run the same stuff. Only Luca's not on the floor, and Luca's what makes the other stuff work. Yeah, the, it just seems like the it, it seems like we've just got a, a bunch of pseudo ball handlers or playmakers in both Spence and Green, and then you know that it's like. Try figure out while Luca's off the floor. It just seems like that more often than not. Uh, I did see something where they felt that Frank was going to be the the third yeah. ball hand into the season, and like, I love the bloke, but I just think he's better off as a you know. I think he's got his niche as a three and D guy yeah. more than anything. I mean, some of the entry passes he did last season, um, wow, uh, he couldn't hit the ocean if he fell off the boat. Like seriously, it was that bad. But uh, like, just it, it's good to see guys stepping up. Uh, when we need it, whether guys are driving up their trade value as it seems to be the craze all of a sudden, uh, that's another conversation. But like I said, it's just good to wake up that early in the morning and see a good win. Um, but, yeah, that, that's all from me, man. But just want to give a shout-out. Love your work as well, man. It's good to see people on board as well. Hope you're enjoying your afternoon over there, mate. Thanks so much. Appreciate you joining. Have a good day. Thanks. All right. Let's go with uh, Mr. Dang. What's happening? Give Doe a second to come out of the chat here. See what's going on. We have some some good post-game quotes here. Hey, Kurt. Jason Kidd. What's going on, Doe? Finally get to celebrate a victory. You know, I think, you know, we hit the shots, but what really helped us in that third quarter was the defensive energy level, you know. And uh, it kind of helps to put the pressure on the right people, you know. We we started double-teaming. You know, Randall, and then we started pestering Brunson a whole lot more with our size and, and doubling him up when he turned, you know, his back to us, which really helped, you know. So it was really nice to see. But I'm still kind of scared that this is uh, just an outlier against a 500 team. Oh, the rest of December is going to suck. Oh, man. Like, I, everybody just kind of prepare yourself for that. The schedule's brutal. The schedule is brutal. It is brutal. We're going to really see who we are, I think, you know, in this stretch right now. I think over the big picture, if we're still at close, if we're still at 500 in the new year with how they played, then I think we should probably be happy. I'm not going to be happy. Let's just be honest. But like a big picture takeaway, if they're, you know, 18 and 18 or whatever it is, whatever the record would be, whenever I'd be happy with that. But I just, I don't think that's going to, 
that won't cut it for us because we all live game to game. <laughs> that is true. But the same regard, you know, I just want to see some progress, you know. I mean, it's more not just about wins and losses. It's about who you lose against and the kind of effort, you know. You know but the, the problem is, though, with that is because of how they play, they really can only play one way. Progress comes in, did they hit shots or not? And I don't know how you measure that as like real honest to goodness process or progress because Tim is hitting shots that he's been getting for a year, just hitting them now. And it's been two games. You know, if he goes back cold, are we going to be pissed off? Yes, but it's not going to be really surprising. Like I just, with how they, with the way the roster's built, I don't really see any real, like the only, the only real growth people can look for, I think is Josh Green to an extent, but like, what does that really mean? Because Green at this point in his career is not exactly – he's not going to be a high-volume shooter, scorer type. You know, he still fouls a lot on defense, which is why Kid yanked him from that game the other day. But beyond that, it's like we kind of know who everybody is. Like, I need to see Dorian look alive, but, you know, that that might not happen for another 15 games. Yeah, I'd like to see more Wood, you know, to see, you know, are we going to sign him? Is he worth what we need to move on onto? Are we going to give him a little more trade value? What are we going to do with him, you know? Right. So, I mean, there, there are questions still that need to be resolved, you know? And the whole part of that, can I trust Kid enough to to be that mad scientist, you know? I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to savor this win because it's going to be brutal, like you said. I think that's the right approach. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, Appreciate talk you doing start. Bye. Yep. We do got to enjoy these ones. All right, let's go to uh, Mr. Pearson. Welcome back to the show. What are you thinking today? Well, I'm glad it's a win. Um, I think they played pretty good. And um, I typically like watching the games and listening to them as well on on, on League Pass because uh, Cooperstein and, and Brad Davis, they do a super job calling the games. And I think they're pretty, pretty objective about, you know, um, well, they try to be objective about calling the games and, um, one thing they pointed out is throughout the second half is uh, Dallas just played good defense. And I, I noticed that along with the three-point shooting, they just, you know, focus in. Uh, we're getting really good rebounds. They wasn't letting the Knicks get a lot of – First time I've rebounds. seen that in a while. Yeah, especially uh, even if you look at the box score, the offensive rebounds, uh, I believe it was Tim had eight rebounds and a couple of those, maybe six of them were offensive. So, you know, that's – that's really good, but just keeping, you know, keeping them guys off off of the keeping the Knicks off of the rebounds is really good because that's always been one of the Mavericks' uh, Achilles' heels. Yeah, oh, I'm just glad to not be mad the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, and but you know what? To me, I'm just like Dallas is. You know, they're the Mavericks, and I was just putting something in the, in the chat that you know all time Dallas is a 500 team. And, you know, that's just kind of who they are. And until they really just learn how to bring in they, – they need a winning culture. You know what I mean? And one thing that I noticed while San Antonio was beating the brakes off of us all those years is when Pop called a timeout, he wasn't resting players to, you know, congrats, congratulate the starters for playing good. He was calling timeout to put – you know, tell them guys, hey, put your foot on their throat. Don't let up. So whenever they beat us, they're beating us by 30 and 40 points. Same thing with Golden, Golden State. They're, when they're beating people, they're, they're beating the brakes off of them. And Dallas need players with, you know, that dog, that Kobe mentality. Let, you know, let's, let's go out there and, and hate these – not hate them, but, you know, let's go out there and destroy these guys. And they just don't – they don't have that – they don't have that, that killer instinct culture. Yeah. 
Uh, that that's been their biggest like kind of Achilles heel in terms of if you're talking about overarching stuff, they just let teams back in it. I mean, they if if they'd been if they'd won probably two more of these games that they've thrown away, I think the temperature around the team would be way different. But we're all really kind of heated and on edge because they've lost so many games in really horrifying fashion. And it seems like even when they have a lead or even when they're losing a the lead, they play at the same pace. I mean, it's no initiative to the task. It's like like San Antonio again. No matter who they're putting in, they're they're running. They're they're trying to, you know, they're trying to destroy teams. They're trying to come back and destroy teams. They're trying to keep a lead and destroy teams. Dallas, they play at the same pace. When they lose a lead, they play at the same place. When they keep a lead, they play at the same place. It's not really any type of initiative for them to really, you know, go out there and make a. It's not a. You don't see really a lot of statement wins. Even this one wasn't a statement win. They just so happened to hit a lot of threes. Yeah. You know, they, I don't. I don't think other teams are just like okay, here comes the Mavericks. Like think of Sacramento. They beat them like six games in a row, 16. They beat them a lot of games in a row, but those were statement wins. Like, you know, even though you're in Dallas, you know, when we come to Sacramento, we're, I mean, when we come to Dallas, we're going to beat you. Those are statement wins. Dallas doesn't – they don't give off that type of energy. Yeah. No, and, and when they get up big, a lot of times what they do is they play what I keep referring to as like a prevent offense yeah. where they look to soak up the clock and they're not really – then you get a lot of these shots in the last five seconds and they're not great looks. They're not within any of the flow. I think um, what Nikias Duncan last year would always refer to it as the blender. And they just like would turn off the blender and it, it, it just, it drives me nuts, but maybe they can get back into it. I don't know if it's going to be in the calendar year right now. I, I, I've mentioned that a couple of times this show, but I'm going to enjoy this one and then hope, hope that the Mavericks can, you know, somehow play really well against Phoenix. Cause I, I like beating Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, and I think I don't know if these guys still have that. I don't know if the locker room still has that feeling from whenever Phoenix just random guys off the court in the playoffs. But hopefully yeah. they look at Phoenix the same way that you know the fans look at Phoenix and Miami. <laughs> so, but, all right, thanks, Kirk. Man, you have a good sure. day. Sure. In the chat, Adrian notes that like this is sort of how Luca grew up playing in terms of milking the clock. But the the challenge that the Mavericks, you know, particularly without Brunson is if you're not, you you can't eat up clock because, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm about to say something a little, I mean, everybody's asshole tightens up at the end of the shot clock. No other way around it. And the Mavericks don't really have those big-time shot makers, at least right now in this point in the season. That's where the prevent offense, like their fourth quarter numbers for, on the year were atrocious. You know, a game like today is really going to help things, I'll tell you that much. Um, Ewan, what's up, buddy? Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> you get to enjoy being in New York. And lording your Mavs fandom over your friends, I hope. Yeah, yeah, man. They hit me up before the game, like, "Oh, uh, how's it looking today, Luca versus Brunson?" I'm like, "Yeah, Luca's gonna have a good game, but you know, the way it's been shaping out, like the Knicks looking like they're the better team, but that third quarter really, you know, did us good. Like, it, it felt good. It felt good, man. It felt good. It's, it's a long time. It felt like I haven't felt like we haven't beaten the Knicks in a long, long time. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, I like forever because. <laughs> That we we traded for Porzingis, and I feel like we just that's terrible. They never they never play the Knicks well. Well, in large part because um, Knicks Knicks superstar Rand, and and Dallas Maver- Dallas native Julius Randall just he's the kind of power forward that traditionally eats the Mavericks alive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Every time Randall comes to Dallas, it's like he go off for like forty. And the way that first half was looking, I'm like, oh, might be that night, but. Third quarter, I guess he was just filling himself a little bit. And he was taking a lot of bad – I mean, we played good defense in the third quarter, but 
he they was taking a lot of bad shots in the third quarter, honestly. And it was like it worked out well. Like they went, you know, a lot of one on one kind of stuff. And it didn't work out. So, you know, I I I, I love that. But it's good to see Tim Timmy Timmy. I mean, he went through a lot of stuff, you know, he there with a lot of the fans being to him. And it's good to see the way that third quarter worked out with Luca with 19 and Timmy with hard um Timmy with 17. It's kind of like you never really have that one two punch hitting at the same time ever in like a quarter to like, right. you know, like how Tatum and 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 Brown be doing. We never really we never really had that situation. So that was good to see. But overall, felt good to it felt good. Felt good. We needed this over the weekend because 12 o'clock loss would have been. <laughs> well, no, yeah, we don't play again until Monday night. So you're just sort of stewing in it for two days. And then you got to listen to all the commentary about, you know, all these media people, Luca this, Luca that. It's, it's, he even played the same way. You know, he drew the double, he pitched it out to the, to the guys, and they made the shots. And that's pretty much how he'd been playing all year. But these guys haven't been making any shots. Yeah. And um, last thing is just, Timmy, just continue doing your thing, shooting, but leave the play again to Luca because we saw when he tried to run that fast break. The outlet pass. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Benny Hill thing. Anytime Tim looks to pass, or it's just it's like he's a little too fast, a little off key. It's weird. Yeah, but good win. Let's keep it going. Hopefully, we, you know, deal with Booker on Monday night. So, yep. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. Thank you. All right. Last but not least, my man Ben. What's going on? Hey, Kirk. What's up? What you got for us tonight? I, uh, I, uh, I forgot about the early game, so I'm actually going back and watching it. I know the outcome and everything, and I've been listening to y'all talking about it. But uh, And I'm, I'm going to the game on Monday, so that'll be exciting, I hope. You know, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, but I was <laughs> I honestly got in to speak because I, I heard uh, Derek Harper say something really funny on the broadcast, and I don't know if anybody else caught it when he goes right at the beginning, first couple of minutes. He's talking about Brunson, and he said, he said something about like we were going at it with two defenders and he's like something about no pun intended, but you got to go after the head of the snake with Brunson. And I was like, is that a big head joke? <laughs> <laughs> I think he made a subtle big head joke. Like, no, I like why, did he say, I... why did he say no pun intended? Like, I think that was like a, subtle, <laughs> it was so funny. Anyways, if, if y'all have it recorded, go back and watch. It's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Last time I came on, we were talking about how obviously like wood not playing, but um the, the thing about Hardaway and Wood, it's hard to get them on the floor and it's kind of more important to get Timmy going first and then figuring out how to get get Wood off as well. But they probably can't be on the floor at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what I'll be looking for in this next game. Um, you know, baby steps, I guess, you know, at this point. So that's really it. I was just came in to say that thing about Derek Carver because I, I like it. it's funny. I like it. It's a good thing to go out on. All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming up. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. All right, team. This is exactly what I'd hoped for. In and out. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy some football. I'm going to enjoy some football. Just just saw here. This is just completely off key, but the Detroit Lions are, are activating Jamison Williams. And uh, you're, I'm, 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 I'm thrilled. This is exciting. One of the fastest dudes I've ever seen. All right. Everybody have a great weekend, and we will talk Monday night. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Bye, guys.